She's a business mogul. Number one. And wellness expert. How can I help? And now Chantel Ray and her amazing guests are here to guide you on your wellness journey. Time to level up. Welcome to the Waste Away Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode and we are talking all about your gut today and we have Mark Washington and he is the founder and CEO of supergut.com and so we're going to dive right in. Mark, tell us a little bit about why gut health is so important. Yeah, absolutely. First, thanks for having me, Chantel. It's great to be here. And yeah, listen, this is a really, really important and I'd say timely topic as you're hearing more and more out there, like people are talking about gut health and, you know, why does it matter? Like it's literally one of the top trending themes on, you know, TikTok is, you know, hashtag gut talk, right? I mean, people are realizing that there's something there, like there's this momentum building. That being said, there's still, I think, a big awareness gap for people to understand why, right? <laughs> why are we talking about gut health and why does it matter? And, you know, are we just talking about digestion or is it something more than that? And, and, and frankly, that's the answer to the question is that, you know, your gut is absolutely, we know now that it really is your foundation for, for health, for total health. It starts in digestion, right? I mean, and that's how it's very familiar. People think of your gut is your, you know, your small intestine, your large intestine, how you digest food and process it, et cetera. And therefore regulating digestion. Absolutely super important foundational. That's called it the starting point, right? But the subject of gut health, we know now that your gut is home to literally trillions of microbes, largely bacteria. And what we know now is that these little tiny, these trillions of microbes have this outsized impact on regulating the health of your body, disease prevention, and sort of optimal performance. And so your gut health is actually directly connected, has profound impact on your metabolism. So cravings and weight loss, right? Um, healthy blood sugar control, um, healthier heart health. Um, and we even know now it's connected to your mental health. So things like mood and focus and energy and sleep quality, they all have a direct connection to actually what's happening in your gut as well. It's like we're in this early phases of understanding like the important role of gut health on total health. And so that's why it's really important. And that's why you're seeing more and more discussions about the subject of gut health as more and more research is, is bringing more things into light. Just how important your gut health is on, on overall health. So, you know, it's funny because now people are talking about your gut and then they uh -huh. also use your microbiome and mm -hmm. then they also use the term microbiota. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about like, do they all mean the same thing? Yeah. Difference between it? Yeah, yeah. It starts to get into a little bit of nuance. Think of it this way. Think of the gut as literally your digestive tract. So starting in your stomach, your small intestine, your large intestine. That's kind of like, the area, right, is your, your gut. Um, think of the microbiome, in particular, your gut microbiome, as what's inside your gut, like the collection of these trillions of microbes, this home, this ecosystem, where, you know, you have good bacteria that are responsible for keeping you healthy, but frankly, it's also home to bad bacteria and some viruses and, and other things as well that reside within that ecosystem, within the microbiome. Um, right. Just to, to make it clear, 
you have other microbiomes as well. You have other ecosystems in and around your body. Like when we're talking about the gut microbiome, you have a skin microbiome. There's, you know, billions, if not trillions of like microbes and little bacteria on your skin. You have an oral microbiome, like, you know, in your mouth. Um, but what we're talking about in the most foundational one is the gut microbiome, right? That ecosystem, trillions of bugs, good bacteria, bad bacteria in your gut that have this outsized role in your in your health. Yeah. And I think what the key word that you just said, I don't think that people realize that there's trillions with a key of microorganisms and their genetic material that live in your intestinal tract. Like it's massive. It's like more like of these microbes than you have like human cells. Right. And so many people say like we're more bacteria than we are human you know in some instances if you just compare the absolute numbers of them but it's true though i mean when you think of just the trillions of them that gives you a sense of the order of magnitude of just how important these little microbes are um, in your health when you think of the volume of how many of them reside uh in your in your gut and you know obviously you know you're these microorganisms, you know, and all that bacteria and everything works into and lives in your digestive system. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. play a big role in digesting the food you eat exactly, and helping you absorb and kind of absorb all the nutrients mm-hmm. of food. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I've heard you say is that gut health actually means more than digestion. What mm-hmm. do you mean by that? Yeah, so would think about it. Um, I guess that one of the easiest ways to think about it is kind of the process of of digestion, right? And so when you consume food, some of it is consumed by you in the traditional sense, like in your stomach and your small intestine, things that are quickly and easily broken down and digested, which you know on one hand sounds good, okay, easy digested, but the reality is things that are really easily digested means it you know it goes into your bloodstream immediately and spikes your blood sugar and can actually have long-term detrimental effects if you're eating too much food, like sugars, highly processed foods, really high-carb foods that actually are quickly digested. And so typically the healthier food, the gut healthier food, is actually resists digestion by you in the traditional sense and actually makes it into your gut, your, you know, through your small intestine, and especially what's really powerful, it makes it into your large intestine. And that is the primary food that, you know, the nutrient that the bacteria in your gut feed on is actually fiber. Like, and there's different classes of fiber, but in general, think of fiber as the food and the nutrients for your, for your gut. Um, in particular, some certain powerful, what's called prebiotic fiber, which means the, those that are really effective at feeding the good bugs in your gut. And when that happens, that does break down the food and process it to both nutrients you absorb as well as what you're going to release and kind of impacts digestion, regularity, kind of strengthens your gut lining to help avoid things like leaky gut, things of that nature. And so it starts there. That's like step one. But that's kind of where it starts, right? That's where the work begins. Because those same, those same bacteria, when they're digesting, they're also responsible for producing important byproducts. One, they literally produce many of the vitamins like that you need. Like your, your body is a natural vitamin factory and has produced this bacteria. In your in your gut, it's there's also responsible when they consume the prebiotic fiber. It's called that process called fermentation, and that's basically the process of the good bugs eating that fiber, and they are then produce byproducts. And those byproducts are actually the key that connects your gut to other systems in your body. 
just to be technical, those byproducts are typically called short chain fatty acids. So you'll hear things like butyrate, uh, things of that nature. Like those have been connected to so many systems in your body. Like they get into your bloodstream. They actually help support your immune response and, and help mitigate inflammation. They also connect and help stimulate different hormones that do things like control appetite and hunger. And they actually, you know, are responsible for helping uh, enhance your insulin sensitivity, which is like your body's natural ability to manage healthier blood sugar levels. Like these byproducts have also been connected to kind of what happens to maintain healthy, um, you know, cardiovascular health. So healthier blood pressure, healthier cholesterol levels, et cetera. And then these byproducts have also been shown to actually traverse like in a bi-directional fashion between your gut and your brain. Um, it's actually, it's just kind of where some of the emerging science is called. It's called the gut-brain axis. It's like this bi-directional communication between what's happening down there with all these microbes in your gut and your mental health. And there's lots of these, you know, signals. So uh, many neurotransmitters are actually produced in your gut. So things like serotonin and uh, and so forth, they're actually largely produced in your gut. And so there's this bi-directional communication that helps support, you know, consistent mental health as well. So like I mentioned, things like mood and brain fog and energy and focus and even sleep quality are connected to all that stuff that's happening in your gut. So it's this amazing, you know, you think of it almost like your own personal medicine cabinet, like that resides in you, like your body when treated properly, when pain, optimal health, when fed the right things, body's unbelievably powerful thing and actually has the ability to produce a lot of these byproducts, call it medications, if you will, that are responsible for keeping, you know, the different systems uh, in your body working like they're supposed to. So one thing you just said that I really want to hone in on is fiber. And so I want you to talk about, you know, foods that have fiber, they have soluble and insoluble fibers. So I want you mm -hmm. to talk about the difference between that and kind of what is a good goal of dietary fiber per day? You know, some people say 20 grams, some yeah. people say 30 grams. And, you know, before you answer that, I want you to, to know, audience, that one cup of broccoli only has two and a half grams of fiber. So keep yeah. that in mind. But mm -hmm. how much fiber do you feel like someone needs? Yeah. Just have, be able to have a really good poop. Like you're let's like- start yeah. 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 Let's start there. Yeah, yeah. Let's start there. Let's start there. We talk poop all the time, right? We're super good, right? It's the, it's the foundation. So like the good thing is that there's clinical data out there. There's some scientific evidence or clinical studies and it's actually made it into- FDA sort of advice around fiber consumption. Um, and the typical advice is roughly, think of it around, you should be getting at, at a minimum 30 grams of fiber in your diet each day. Um, here's the rub. Like you mentioned, like even when you're trying to do good, right? You're trying to eat a healthy plant-forward diet because, you know, plants and veggies and, you know, uh, beans and legumes, you know, even fruits like they're, they're all like have a good amount of solid fiber, but it's hard to get 30 grams of fiber just through a whole food diet. Even when you're trying to do a good thing, even if you're eating broccoli, you eat a lot of broccoli, right? To get up to 30 grams. And so what ends up happening is You'd have Literally. to eat one like 10 cups. You'd have exactly. to eat like 12 cups. Exactly. We actually have we actually have an ad that says one super gut shake because, you know, we focus on fiber or these like 10 cups of, of broccoli. We love broccoli. I love broccoli, but that's hard. 
Right. And so here's the, the unfortunate truth is almost none of us, literally the stats say 5% of U.S. adults get the minimum amount of fiber in their diet each day. Right. So that 30 grams of fiber that I told you, it's almost none of us that get it. Right. Because it's hard. Right. It's not easy. Even when you're trying to do, you know, good. But then also it's not easy to be good about diet when you've got, you know, the food system and big food and fast food, ultra processed kind of. Because what's happened over time is our Western diet has essentially optimized for cheap calories, right? Um, and what it is not optimized, what it has stripped out are some of the key nutrients that we need, in particular fiber, right? And so it makes it really, really hard in a Western diet to get the amount of fiber that you need in your diet. And we know now, like, and this is not brand new, right? I mean, we all know our grandmothers have talked about fibers, you know, get your prunes and get this, right? I mean, so this is not like, it's been known for a while that fiber is important. I think the new awakening around just the, the fact that gut, that gut health is not just about digestion, but it literally is your foundation for health. It kind of elevates the importance of fiber and filling this fiber gap in your diet. I believe that you know the lack of, of fibrous foods in our diet I think is one of the major causes of the metabolic syndrome that we are dealing with, right? With such the numbers just crazy for overweight and obesity and diabetes and 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 heart disease, et cetera. I think fi- it's not the only cause. There's lots of different factors, but I believe one of the probably the most singular important cause is this fiber gap, right? And that we don't get enough in our diets. And so what we do at Supergut, we actually do focus, we've created our own proprietary blend because all fiber is good, but it's not all created equal. Some is more powerful, more effective at feeding the good bugs, and some is also better tolerated. And so we tried to hone in on those. So we use a specific class of fiber, what's called resistant starch. Um, and it's called resistant because it actually is really, really effective resisting your traditional digestion is very, very effective at feeding the good bugs in your gut that are responsible for regulating and balancing a healthy gut regulating digestion, but then also known for improving your metabolism as well. Um, what we've also found is like with our blend, like we tried to make sure that it is um, a diverse blend, right? Because different types of fiber feed different bugs in your gut, um, but that it also kind of improves the impact for a broader population so that, you know, most everyone can benefit from, you know, the fibers that we put into our blend. And what includes soluble and insoluble, right? And they have different functions. Like some are more about um, regularity, right? And ensuring, you know, you know, consistency. Others are more about like, you know, just how, well, making sure you get a good poop in, right? I mean, it's so making sure that it's not watery and so forth. Other types of fibers are, are, are more about kind of, you know, strengthening your digestive lining to keep in the stuff that's supposed to stay in your gut and to keep out the things that are not supposed to be getting in your gut and to making sure there's like tight junctions. And so I mentioned before, avoiding things like leaky gut, which, you know, is actually creating joints, you know, and letting things that are supposed to stay in your gut kind of out into your bloodstream where they're not supposed to be. So we try to create a really diverse blend that actually taps into some elements of, of all of these factors so that, again, we can have the broadest impact for the most number of people. At some point, we've all been sold a lie, and let me tell you why. In the 80s, we all believed more protein equals more muscle growth. Well, it could be a lie, and let me tell you why. Because if you eat eight ounces of chicken breast, then you're consuming about 40 grams of protein. But 
Just because something contains 40 grams of protein, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're gonna absorb all 40 grams of protein because without enzymes, guess what? It could end up all in your toilet bowl because your small intestines can only absorb protein that's been broken down into smaller building blocks called amino acids. So it doesn't matter if you're consuming 30 grams of protein or 300 grams of protein, if you don't have the sufficient supply of enzymes to digest the protein, then guess what? You're gonna be starving for those vital building blocks. So it's really important that you take a high quality enzyme so before you run out and just buy anything, guess what? I love Masszymes by Buy Optimizers because it has five different kinds of proteins and that's what you need, all five of them. So go there, go to masszymes.com slash wasteaway and use the coupon code wasteaway10 and you'll get 10% off. So one of the words that people are kind of using a lot now is dysbiosis. They're talking mm-hmm. about dysbiosis and leaky gut. So talk a little bit about those two terms, yeah. what they mean, and how do you fix it? Yeah, yeah. So first, dysbiosis. It's not a, um, um, I wouldn't call it like a disease status, but in general, what it means is an imbalance of your gut, of your gut microbiome. And so whenever you have essentially the bad bugs in your gut, when they are overfed, when they're in control, when I think of it like this battlefield, right? You've got the good bugs on one side, the bad bugs on the other side. Dysbiosis means the bad guys are winning. Okay, And so you, for whatever reason, you are maintaining an unhealthy gut microbiome. It's out of balance. The bad guys are like proliferating. There are more numbers and the good guys are struggling. They're not nourished. There's not enough of them. And where that ends up showing, right, it, a lot of times, dysbiosis. So having that imbalance means you don't have enough good guys. And many times you have um, digestive issues. So bloating or constipation, or even on the other extreme, diarrhea, nausea, uh, can also lead to things like leaky gut, which I can't define. But it also can you know, impact the broader systems in your body as well, kind of outside of your gut. Like it can lead to things like, you know, metabolic health issues. It can lead to, you know, your metabolism kind of really slowing down further. It can lead to unhealthy blood sugar levels, et cetera. So all these factors are all tied to this general theme of dysbiosis, which is an unbalanced, unhealthy gut microbiome. You asked about leaky gut. This is actually what I was referring to before. And this is a more specific situation. And this is where your, the gut wall it's a really important factor, right? I mean, that barrier is supposed to keep that microbiome intact. Like that battle that I talked about, the good guys and bad guys, you want to at least want that battle to be maintained within the walls of your gut because there's not only good bacteria, bad bacteria, there's viruses and bugs and other factors. It's a, it's a harsh environment, right? And when you have um, a, 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 a leaky gut wall, uh, the junctions in your gut are not tight. Right. And so therefore, it actually allows some microbes, you know, to uh, to permeate, right, to go from the inside of your gut and from inside of that microbiome ecosystem out into your bloodstream. And that includes some bad things like viruses and, and some of the bad bacteria, some of these things which are not meant to be traveling through your bloodstream. And so that is this condition called leaky gut. And, you know, it's been uh, um, shown there's a lot more of the evidence that needs to come along, but the 
the definite implication is that that can lead to really bad things in your health in your life, such as inflammation, right? When you have, you know, bugs, bad bugs and viruses kind of floating around in your bloodstream and they're not supposed to be there, that can absolutely lead to your body to overreact and it can, you know, cause reactions, hyper reactions from your immune system, inflammation, things of that nature as well. So that's called leaky gut. And so that's about, again, maintaining a healthy gut biome, you know, solid uh, gut walls is a way to prevent that um, leaky gut type situation. So one of the products that I've seen on your site, it's called the Gut Balancing Shake. And Mm -hmm. it says that it has 20 grams of prebiotic fiber, which is incredible, by the way, like having 20 grams of fiber. It's like, boom, you have that shake. You're there. And you're you're like, you only have (laughs) 10 more grams and you're kind of there for the day, Exactly, which is amazing. But explain, it's funny because on everything, it says prebiotic fiber, prebiotic fiber. So explain the difference to someone if they say, okay, is there a difference between prebiotic fiber and just regular fiber? Right, right. So here's at the at the end of the day, it's almost the same, right? For the most part. The one thing to just be aware of when you get do get technical is not all fiber is truly prebiotic. And frankly, not all prebiotics are fiber, but most of them are, right? And so Prebiotic fiber essentially means it's a fibrous food, but that bypasses digestion. And the prebiotic, by definition, means effectively feeds the good bugs in your gut. So it gets to your gut and it effectively feeds the good bugs in your gut. And that's what's called the prebiotic mechanism, right? And so there are other prebiotics, which have shown to have some activity in your gut that seem to be positive, you know, affecting the good bugs, but that actually aren't fibers. So one example of which are like polyphenols, right? I mean, the things in dark fruits, so blueberries and raspberries and blackberries that makes the fruits really, really dark. They're actually um, um, types of, I think they're high in antioxidants as well. Polyphenols have been shown to have some prebiotic effect, even though they're not a fiber per se, but they actually do have a positive impact um, on some of the good bugs in your gut. So that's the definition of prebiotic. But at the end of the day, most all fiber falls into this category, even though there's different levels of it. Some are more powerful, like the resistant starch and, you know, other kinds of fiber we have. Um, But all fiber is good for you. And the vast majority of fiber have a prebiotic effect in it. So a lot of people who are listening to the show are big on intermittent fasting. Mm. um, And then they're also big on kind of eating a little bit less of a less carbs, like not loading up with tons of carbs. But then on the other side, you know, people don't realize that dietary fiber is so, so important. And I'm so glad that you're on the show explaining to people like I'm telling you, I have interviewed so many different people and some of the thinnest women that I I interview uh, two of my really good friends that are just mm-hmm. perfect weight perfect body I mean yeah. like perfect right mm-hmm. and they make sure that they they take fiber or they're taking a product like yours where mm-hmm. they are getting that di- dietary fiber every day because people don't realize listen it increases the weight of your stool, the size of your stool, it softens it, you know, bulky stool is easier to pass and you're, then you're not so constipated. So a lot of people listening to this show, you know, I've mentioned before, I've mentioned it several times on the show about me being constipated. So I just, 
I run very high stress all mm, the time. I just mm-hmm. got a lot of moving parts. So I'm always, I, I can relate. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that adds yeah. to, to me constipation because when yeah. you're stressed, you're not going. So I want to really talk about poop for a minute yeah, and just sure. really kind of dial us in on if someone is just really struggling with constipation kind of really giving them some some advice right now. Yeah, absolutely. You know what you just talked about? It's kind of when I, you know what I was talking before about this, the role of the gut and everything and even mental health, this gut brain axis, what you just described is one of those symptoms of the gut brain axis, right? So when you are stressed, when you've got a lot going on, a lot of times that shows up in digestion, right? And that shows up in things like constipation and, you know, having digestive issues. That is that gut brain axis at work. It goes in both directions, right? Both in the positive as well as in the, you know, the less positive. And so, yeah. So back to this point of of constipation and regularity, right? This is like your foundation. So even though gut health goes broad and beyond, it's the starting point, right? And so it's really, really hard to be at your best optimal overall health if you don't have a regular digestive system. If things aren't going according to plan on a regular basis, it's hard to get everything else in mind in your in your health and in, in your life. Um, and so going back to, obviously, we focus on this from what are you feeding your gut as one of the key elements of driving, you know, digestive health. And, you know, obviously well-balanced food, plant forward, uh, but in particular, a high fiber food, a high fiber diet is absolutely critical for healthy digestion. The great thing is that um, it actually works from from both angles, right? I mean, so the important thing is how do you bring your gut and your digestive system back into balance? There are many where this shows up in constipation, like what you had described, right? I mean, just really having difficulty going regularly, at least daily, right, is what you should be aiming to do, right? Uh, and so obviously, like a product like ours and a high fiber diet absolutely helps you from a regularity standpoint. The other thing is like many people, it shows up on the other end of the spectrum, right? They're going too often right? and diarrhea, bloating and other issues. The great thing is that the fibrous diet actually brings that into balance as well. It's about this homeostasis, right? You want to be in the middle, right? You want to be going regularly, you know, good, solid poops, you know, not struggling and not going too often. And it actually from either end, it helps bring you into that homeostasis. Um, I'm glad you brought up intermittent fasting and things like healthy weight management. And and they absolutely are very much connected to diet and your gut microbiome. You know, I think of, you know, the first era in metabolic health through diet is a lot of focus on restriction, right? Taking away, and in particular, high carb, high processed, high sugar foods, which is a good thing. Those are the things that feed the bad bugs and taking away those you know, helps kind of starve them, right? And bring your body into a better balance. However, I think the era, the second era, healthy metabolic health and gut health is about what do we add back in? <laughs> and so it's not just about taking away the bad. I think to maintain a healthy gut, healthy digestion, regularity, and, and overall health, it also is about adding in the good, right? And so I think this phase two is about how do we find ways to get these essential nutrients that your gut needs back into your diet and obviously back on this, sorry to be the broken record, but I think fiber obviously plays a huge, huge role in that. And we try to make it much easier and frankly, tasty uh, to get this important fiber back into your diet to help maintain better digestion, avoid some of the constipation issues, and then obviously build a balanced gut, which is good for, for overall health. 
Well, like you said, you know, I always talk about constipation, but I'm sure there's people listening who do have loose, watery stools. And like you said, the fiber helps solidify the stool because it absorbs water and adds bulk to the stool. Right. So either way, it doesn't matter which land, you know, which are you, you have loose, watery stools, are you constipated? Either way, you need the fiber. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So one of the things that I love about your product is that it has resistant starch fiber blend as like the the first ingredient, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. really important. So I want you to kind of explain, I know people have heard it kind of on TikTok, resistant starch is kind of a big word right now, but I want you to kind of explain it a little bit more in detail. Uh Yeah, absolutely. Like, so this is the core of what we looked at. It was if we're going to do this and find ways to introduce fiber in a diet, so like, let's find the most potent, powerful, and effective sources of fiber that are also kind of um, easy to tolerate so that you can help get to, call it that, 30 grams a day. And we really honed in on the science around the specific class of prebiotic fiber called resistant starch. Um, so what it is, it's naturally found right in plant foods um, in starchy plant foods, right? Um, so think of green, super dark, unripened bananas. It's in beans, it's in legumes, it's in potato skins. It's, you know, it's actually, um, and what is, is like it's types of starch, which is traditionally you think of starch and carbs as a bad thing. This is a type of starch that actually its chemical composition is different. It's higher in, you know, what's called amylose, um, which is actually makes it more resistant to digestion. And that's a good thing, right? And so, and it's actually called resistant starch, I think I mentioned before, because it is so effective at resisting the traditional digestive process. And what that means is like, so when you consume foods, products that are high in resistant starch fiber, that resistant starch actually slows down your digestive process. Um, it actually helps keep your blood sugar nice and balanced, right? Because it's not immediately digested and immediately going into your bloodstream. It's actually really slowly digested um, and it goes deep into your large intestine where it really effectively feeds the good bugs in your gut and produces a lot of these byproducts that I was talking about before. The other benefit of it that you actually get right away is because it's so slowly digested, it actually does a really good job of helping from a, a satiation, a feeling of fullness as well, right? And so that's one of the things that people comment a lot on when they have our shakes and our bars is, wow, like my cravings are like gone. Like I'm good for, you know, four or five hours after this. And it's really because of the resistant starch fiber, right? Because it is so slowly digested that it actually keeps your blood sugar nice and stable and actually helps you feel fuller longer. It's just a really good benefit because whether you're trying to lose weight, like you don't want to walk around hangry all the time, right? I mean, you want to be satisfied and full and full of energy, et cetera. So we're actually really, really good on it. That's kind of one of the first things people see and react to when they have our products high in this resistant starch is that they're you know, very satisfied um, and that if they are tracking or measuring that they, you can actually see it, that their blood sugar stays really, really nice and stable. The problem is, even though this resistant starch is so unbelievable, so powerful and has a ton of science and clinical evidence, it's virtually missing from the Western diet. We used to get 40, 50 grams of this in our diet, but you know, our food system has processed this out. And so it's really, really hard, right? And and it's not, you know, the most appetizing, right? When you think bananas, you don't think like, you know, a super dark green banana that's still on the tree 
as the tastiest thing. It's got, you know, it's chalky. It's, you know, not the most appetizing thing. Uh, but that's the one where it's actually highest in this resistant starch fiber. So we get it at that point in highly concentrated dosages. And we get it from bananas and actually from, from like potato skins and from, from vegetables. We also get um, what's called oat beta-glucan, which is another type of prebiotic fiber from oats. Uh, and we put those into our blend in highly, highly concentrated fashion. Really, really hard to get these amounts in your diet on a, uh, on a regular basis without 10 cups of broccoli, you know, eating super ripe, dark green bananas, um, you know, off the tree, et cetera. So, so yes, yeah, so that's the, well, that's the science that we've tapped into, um, uh, is around these resistant starch pre fibers that we put in our blend that we can formulate into all of our products. Yeah. And, you know, I think that that is something that people have a really hard time comprehending that the resistant starches are carbs that they break into, they don't break down in sugar and they're not absorbed by the small intestine. They're like the insoluble fiber and they pass through most of the digestive system unchanged, you know, usually fermenting in the colon. And so like, like you just said, with green bananas, when they are green, 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 they're unripe and they contain too much starch that it's difficult, you know, like if if someone ate, if someone ate a bunch of yellow bananas, right? Like mm-hmm. if someone has diarrhea, you would tell somebody, eat a bunch of yellow bananas because it's going to constipate you, right? right. Mm-hmm. But, but with the green starchy uh like when they're like because of the resistant starches it it doesn't make you constipated can right. you explain yes. that yeah, absolutely because what happens and this is fascinating so nature is an amazing thing so think of a banana the life cycle of banana so super dark green on the tree like darker green than what you could find at any grocery store right that's where a banana is highest in resistant starch now what happens to banana over time like as it ripens as it starts to get any, like the green lessens and as it starts to get any yellow over time, that actual resistance starts, the chemical composition changes. So it's no longer high in that amylose that I talked about. It's, it turns in, you know, to amylopectins, sorry to be, you know, technical, but basically the starch turns into sugar. And that's why yellow banana, like you get in the grocery store is delicious. And I love bananas, right? I mean, because it's, they are actually, it's a fruit and bananas are very good for you, but they are high in sugar. But that is the same banana that at its very inception was high in this resistant starch. It just morphs over time, like through chemical composition um, from that resistant starch into, into sugar. Uh, One of the things I'll say is like, so resistant starch is unbelievably good for you. You can go look at uh, clinical studies, you know, everywhere. It's unfortunately named, right? Because, you know, resistant, is that good? Starch, starch is bad. What, this is a carb? No, carbs are bad. And we even hear it from customers. They like, will look at our pack and they'll say, wow, it's got resistant starch. I've never heard of that, but that sounds bad. And, you know, that's a carb. My doctor told me no carbs, so no thank you. And it's so unfortunate because it's literally the opposite. Like for sure, highly digestible carbs are bad for you sugar, you know, ultra processed, like, you know, really easily digestible, but not all carbs are created equal. Fiber is a carb. <laughs> and so if you just blanket statements say, I, I'm completely avoidance of carbs, it's actually not a good thing. You need to avoid the bad carbs 
and you need to focus on the good ones like fiber, like resistant starch. And so obviously we try to focus more on net carbs that is the best indicator of kind of good carbs versus bad carbs that are in your product is that's more of a focus than the total carbs because you need to get much, much more of this resistant starch, these prebiotic fibers into your diet, even though they still are a technically a, a carb. Well, and yeah, you want to look at the net carbs, right? Yeah, for you sure. Net carbs, like your shakes are only like six grams for net. Exactly. Which is exactly. not bad. Yeah. And it's got a ton of vitamins and minerals and no artificial flavors or sweeteners, right. no soy. So that's that's really great. Anything else that I haven't asked you that you really want listeners to know about you or your product? Or yeah, I, w- I would say, yeah, no, thank, thank you for asking. I would say um, a little bit of the inspiration behind behind this, kind of why we're doing this in such a different way. Um, like as you heard me talk about, like we really are into the science behind what we're doing and the science of the gut microbiome and how we can tap into this to create products that actually work. Like really, really focus a lot on on what we call functional food, but that happens to also be tasty and delicious as well. Because I really, really care. I really love, like nothing gets me more excited than empowering people to live healthier lives. And if we can play a role in that, um, that is what gets me going. I've always been in this space. I've always been passionate about it, but it really took another level. And why I started Supergut as a company, it actually, like so many, it comes back to a personal you know, situation. And like my personal inspiration for starting this actually is family. It's my sister, Monica, who struggle with their health, who live with um, diabetes and obesity, and she had um, high blood pressure. And she passed away far too young like, due to complications with their health and a, um, and a high-risk pregnancy. And it just obviously it was very tragic and shook me to my core. And the thing is that I've, I've come to, to groups with, how can I make some light out of such a dark situation? And that literally was the inspiration for starting Supergut was this shouldn't have happened, but there are so many others that are struggling with their health and that need better tools, uh, either preventatively or reactively. They're already struggling. I was like, what can we do? How can I help create this, like use my background ex- expertise and passion and relationships in the space to create like functional food that actually work to help people. And so that's kind of the inspiration and the foundation for behind Supergut and why we focus so much on the science and the efficacy and what I say, like delivering on the promise. Cause you know, it's, it really is such, I, I look at it as in many cases, like it's a crisis <laughs> when you look at just the overall um, situation with public health and the fact that many of these chronic diseases, diseases are only getting worse over time. I'm inspired to try to do something about it and to try to do it through food as medicine. And that's kind of the inspiration behind, behind Supergut and why I'm just so passionate about, about what we're doing. Mm, well, I love that. And your passion definitely comes through and we can definitely see it. And I am excited for the listeners to try your product so tell listeners where they can find you and mm-hmm. where they can follow you. Absolutely. So the best place is to come to our site. It's supergut.com. And obviously you can check us out to learn more about our, our products, but we also offer a lot of content and information. So a lot of what we talked about here, we try to actually provide that to help raise awareness and education about the importance of gut health and what you can do about it, both with our products and as well and other healthy habits and lifestyles, uh, things in your things in your life. 
And obviously we're very active as well. Like we really do believe in this content, you know, to raise awareness and education. And so, you know, we're, we're very active on TikTok uh, and I'd say Instagram as well as Facebook, but at Supergut, uh, you can find us and hopefully you find some, you know, edutaining uh, type content uh, about gut health, the stuff that's accessible that, uh, uh, that you can use in your everyday life. Awesome. Well, you guys stay tuned. We've got another episode coming up in just a few. Right now, go in the show notes and look at the link for Supergut to get your special promotions. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.